Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Well, all right. Well, all right. Well, all right. Scabby sip, scam, fiscus. Tom and Jerry reference for those of you who didn't know that. Welcome, one, welcome all. May the meeting of this council of earbuds come to disorder. Yeah. Here. Welcome, Todd Griffin. Welcome, Mr. Fiscus. And uh, Mr. Lonnie. Hello. Uh, we have people checking in. Please check in. Gary Troutman is here with us. Howdy, Gary. Hall of Famer Savannah Brown with us. Savannah. Mrs. Griffin. Hello, Mrs. Griffin. All right, we don't know who's going to be here because uh, as I go on my mini rant here, Facebook sucks, uh, for any of you who didn't know. Now, uh, Fiskus, they'll, th- they'll throw you in jail over that. And they'll throw me in Facebook jail. They'll put a fact checker on that. Does Facebook <laughs> suck? Fact check that. Hey, hey you guys. Hi. Jim Heron with us. Hello, sir. Johnny with us on uh, YouTube. Welcome. And uh, this is episode 63 of the Play By Your Podcast. Uh, welcome one, welcome all, as I said. Uh, and I was saying, what was I saying? Facebook sucks? Is that what I was saying? Yes. yes, you were saying that. If I end up in jail, Facebook jail, it will be because of this show right here. However, trying to invite people to our show, very difficult. Because some weeks you can invite 500 people, literally 500 invites. Some weeks you can invite 50 some weeks you can't even invite 25 so I don't know what the rhyme the reason if someone can tell me that I will take back my Facebook sucks and someone tells me how that works what, what I like is when you when you're really not paying attention to what's happening you're just going through and clicking a bunch to, to and then next thing you know it's doing nothing right like yeah. you'll click you, you, you're, you've been clicking invite but it didn't actually invite and you're not paying attention to it because it works sometimes and it doesn't other times but yeah I've Spend a good ten minutes inviting, only to realize I invited no one. First world problems. It's a struggle. Right. It is. All right. As I said, uh, we now have twelve in the room. Check in if you have not already. Um, Brady Liming has. Uh, well, we have some on your liver that you need to bring to uh, the your spleen. The form- <laughs> your spleen. I want to vent my spleen. No, it's not even a venting of the spleen. It is a, what the heck? So this is a micro topic. This is what I call this. And I'd mentioned it to the fellas a couple weeks back, but I'm on vacation, traveling home in Alabama, right outside of Birmingham, stopped at a Cracker Barrel for some brunch. In Birmingham, they love the governor. You you already know before you you already know before you say this that I'm going to disagree with you. So oh I I, I don't think it's a disagreement. It's just a 
Well, hold on. I, I, I'll, I'll give you my emotion here. It's more shock and surprise. But, so, stop at Birmingham for a um, brunch at the Cracker Barrel. And there on the table at the Cracker Barrel is a drinks menu. This Cracker Barrel serves alcoholic beverages. And I'm like... I say, here, here. I say, hey, I... Hey. I I told you about this already. I think it's brilliant, but I actually wasn't surprised because only because I had heard it. I'd read well, it a while back. I'd heard about that happening. I had never seen it. If you're wondering what is on the Cracker Barrel booze menu, um, they have Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller Light, PBR, some Michelob Ultra, some Blue Moon. Budweiser, have- you created a monster, <laughs> and they call me <laughs> Drinking Stuff. <laughs> Good reference for uh, for you rhinestone fans out there. So, uh, how much harder would it be to win that damn triangle golf tee game when you're drunk? <laughs> you're just well, playing no. ignoramus. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> but, but like, you, you expect PBR to be on the Cracker Barrel menu, and I don't know why it just seems that way. But what shocked me was orange mimosas, strawberry mimosas, and Buzzo del Sol sangria, and rosé wine spritzer. Like, and, go ahead, Todd. Like I told you that day, though, that that's what is brilliant about it. It's a historic, it's, it's, it's a brunch type of restaurant. I would say they probably make more money during brunch than any other time, and a mimosa is a brunch drink. So it's Here's perfect. what I think's going on, and like I said, I'm all for it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, horrified. I'm not uh, offended. I'm just like, what? Because when I think of Cracker Barrel, I don't think of, you know, drinking adult beverages. But I'll tell you who it's aimed at. So you know Cracker Barrel, and let's be honest. Yes, we do eat there, but it has that unsavory title of being a blue hair restaurant. <laughs> and um, and I think in the South, you know. Edna and Cecil can't go to the bar because the pastor will know, but they can sneak one in at Cracker Barrel, like before church or after church, and uh, they could just get it with their Uncle Virgil's French toast and have a rose wine spritzer if if Edna's feeling frisky. So, and you know, I just I just can't wrap my head around. Well, alcohol at the Cracker Barrel. It, and here's here's the way I kind of explained it. First off, it has barrel right in the title. Yeah. Could, I mean, it, that fits. But I look at it like this. <laughs> I look at it like this. They're not going to get the, the the people that want to just go to a bar and get trashed. And, you know, it's, they're not, they're not going to get that at Cracker Barrel. Play IQ. So what they're going to get is people are going to have a few drinks and then they're going to be a little more loose with their money on the way out when they visit the gift shop. And they're and going they to sell more. That Christy Lane's greatest hits on yeah. the way out. For the they're going to sell more of those time. books. The books that said everything that was going on the year you were born. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but they do, they do carry my Duke Cannon uh, uh, men products. Though, at really? Oh, yeah. Huh. But anyway, that's, that's my theory. It's, it's, it was brilliant because they're matching you know, mimosas and things like that with a brunch-type restaurant. They're going to sell more goods out in the front. More uh, candy sticks. Yeah. Sky bars. I think that uh, once, you know... Root bear barrels. Sorry. 
red beer. You gotta get the red beer without the root. You can get it without the root. Get that PBR. Just, just be barrels? It just be barrels. What flavor? If they're not root beer, what flavor would the barrels be? Beer. <laughs> because you can, you can get it. You can get your beer. Yeah. Can I have the root beer without the root, please? And then you bring you a PBR and a frosted mug. <laughs> Uncle Virgil himself will walk that out to you. But no, um, you know, but legit, I was just, so my question was toward the audience. Have you ever imbibed at a Cracker Barrel or have you ever heard of Cracker Barrel having good old beverages? It's like, you know, this was just like, I, I would have been less surprised if a, if a bandicoot would have flown out of the men's room <laughs> and bit me on the leg, <laughs> but I don't know. Crash yeah. Bandicoot. Yeah. Yes. I've heard some goings on in the restrooms at Cracker Barrel that sounds like a, a, a Bandicoot is back there <laughs> messing around. Uh, so imagine that after a few drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did it sound like a marsupial that had intestinal distress or was it just... What was going on that was causing oh, I, the ruckus? I, I don't know. I've just had some, been some noisy people in the restrooms of Cracker Barrel before. That's all I'm going to say. And they're not saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> so, audience, have you ever uh, had a drink or two at the Cracker Barrel? Yay or nay? That's the question on the floor right now. Yeah. So, like I said, not an upper topic, but just an observation. And I just got to hear other people's take on this because. What would be a fun topic, though, would be to, to try to figure out what other restaurants would surprise you if they got if they had alcohol all of a sudden. Are there any others that, I mean, is Cracker Barrel kind of all alone in that department where you would you were just. I'd say I'd be pretty shocked if there was, uh, you know, if there was Jaeger bombs at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Although many parents probably would want that. Yeah, oh, Welcome, yeah. Robert. I'm pretty sure there's been a lot snuck into a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right, so much for our micro topic of... Uh... <laughs> well played, Mr. Heron. Well played. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did noisy hear people at the uh, Cracker Barrel. I think somewhere there are Taco Bells that have alcohol. Really? Maybe even in Cincinnati. Maybe downtown yeah. Cincinnati. I can't remember. And that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. As that tends to be a late-night establishment. How about White Castle? What if you went to White Castle <laughs> and they had keg beer on tap, right? Or they just had beer on tap? I don't right? think they'd sell much because most of the people that ended up at White Castle are, are already at <laughs> that time of night. Uh, Celia drinks are, capital A-R-E, needed at Charles Entertainment Cheese. Charles no, Edward Cheese. No problem with Chuckies. No, we, we, so. no, no, we established, Brady, that the E stands for entertainment. Yeah. So yeah. we looked that up. Charles Entertainment Cheese. I think Charles Edward Cheese sounds better. <laughs> I'm sticking like with it. Scooby Doo, short for Scoobiest Doobiest or something like that? What's this? Yes. Scoobiest. Well, I think there was some Doobus going on, but it wasn't Scooby. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, so much for our mini topic. Uh, now on to our ordinary topics, or extraordinary topics. Uh, again, if you have not been here before, we talk on each topic for approximately 20 minutes. We have not had any discussions at all about said topic prior to right now, 
right here in front of you. Right so, here, right, right there. now, little Jesus Jones. Thank you very There's much. <laughs> so I, I had to look that up because I couldn't remember where that came from, but apparently Scooby's name is not Scoobert Dubert. Like, that has, yes, that has been a rumor. Uh, they don't know I never heard sad rumor. Yeah, they don't know if it was started on BuzzFeed or uh, Urban Dictionary or something. But, uh, Scoobert do. <laughs> apparently, I like Scoobert Dubert, though. That would be a... I could see a shortening of the first name, but not the last. The last name should be Do, right? Scoobington. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, we're we're way yeah, off in left field now. All right, so we will talk uh, twenty-ish minutes on each topic. Each of us bring a topic to the table, and uh, we're in order on the screen as we will appear with said topics. Todd Griffin, opening us up here. Todd, All take right, it away. Thank- Thank you, thank you, thank you. So last week, um, one of the topics we were talking about, I think it might have been Brady's uh, myth or something about urban legends or something we were talking about. I can't remember exactly. But we kept kind of venturing off into this Ohio creatures or or mythological creatures. um, And so we said we're going to save it for an actual topic. So that's what I have here tonight. Uh, What I have is a list. Um, There are lots of lists you can find. I've... At one time, I had a book that had a lot of these in it, but uh, this is basically the 11 most bizarre mythical creatures from Ohio. It says, Ohio can get creepy. Everyone has a story, something they saw in the woods or the side of the road, something they can't explain. But what you may not know is that according to cryptozoologists, Ohio is a hotbed for creature activity. From Bigfoot-esque creatures to massive kidnapping reptiles... So did we ever decide if plural Bigfoot was Big Feet? Bigfoots? Is it Big's Foot? Big's Foot. Big's foot. <laughs> I still like that one. <laughs> All right. Are there multiple Big Feet? Big's Foot? <laughs> Le Grand Pierre. So starting off our list, these are in no like particular order. These are not number or anything, but uh, the Loveland Frogmen. Loveland Frog, which I believe was one we touched on last. I think, I think Miss yeah. Wilson might have brought this up as well. It says in 1955, a man was traveling through Loveland, Ohio, and he saw three mysterious creatures. Of course, the, of course, the story has many versions. So he either saw them near Branch Hill or over under a bridge in the Little Miami River. The unknown man claims that he saw the figures, which were about three to four feet tall, conversing with one another. The creatures had leathery skin and the faces of frogs. In addition to their amphibian attributes, they also had a wand that they waved over their heads, which naturally scared the passerby. The stories of the Loveland Frogmen have been repeated throughout the decades, with the most recent sighting taking place in 2016. A young couple was out playing Pokemon Go when they claimed to see a giant frog-like creature that stood on two legs and walked toward them. <laughs> walked or hopped? <laughs> well, if it were two legs, it would... would it? still be able to hop? Would it need to hop? Frogs hop. I don't know. I think some hallucinogenics and too much (laughs) video gaming was involved in that Pokemon Go people. Maybe so. But what about the earlier sightings? I think, do you think it would be more believable if there were one? See, it even says the frog men of love. If it were the frog man, the frogman, it would be more believable. But when you start throwing a pack, what do you call them? a group of frogs? When you start throwing a school of frogs? A fraggle. A fraggle of frogs. 
and they're waving wands that's to and where fro. it lost me yeah yeah i don't know why if they would have just been there yeah. riveting and yeah if they'd have been, and drinking wine had be they fine. been had they been catching horse flies or something i mean just okay just for uh conversation purposes here the collective name for a group of frogs is either an army a colony or a knot k-n-o-t i like not <laughs> not oh frogs so what do you guys think thumbs down there's no such thing as a frogman down, down. what do you think they've think- seen This one I call into question if they saw anything that they were just either mentally ill or intoxicated. Because, I mean, Loveland's pretty darn suburban. Well, probably when they were first sighted, there was fairly yeah. countrified. In 1955 was the first sighting, the first reported sighting of the frog. Yeah. Frog there were hallucinogenics being ingested in 1955 also. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, maybe... The reason he saw a frogman is because he licked the frog. Because there's frog licking that could cause hallucination. Maybe he licked the frog and it morphed into Jeremiah in front of his eyes. He might have licked a knot of frogs the night before. <laughs> What's wrong with you, son? Did you lick a knot of frogs? That's good. That, that, that's that's better than licking the frog's knot. Frog knot licking nice. <laughs> All right. So, second on our list. The pictures, there's a picture here. It's pretty blurry. Um, they all it's, are. It's Grassman. <laughs> Grassman. Uh, not, to, not to be confused with Mossman. It's Grassman. Have you ever seen three-toed footprints in Cuyahoga Valley National Park? You may have been a hot, hot on the trail of one of Ohio's most legendary cryptids, the Grassman. Often referred to as the Eastern Bigfoot, the Grassman is reportedly a seven-foot-tall 300-pound hominid. Am I saying that right? Hominid? Hominid, hominid, hominid. I haven't seen that word in a while. It's throwing me off. According to famed cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, the Ohio grassmen have a more... And it's using M-E-N as well, so more than one. Have a more human-like appearance and are more human-looking and are shorter than the classic Bigfoot. There's so, the grassman. Yeah. What do you think? I think, I think someone's playing a prank. I think that's the bass player for Blackberry Smoke. It just it just looks like a tuft of, of hay or straw. I mean, it could be anything. It could be... It, uh, I think that what might... It very well could have been hunters and camouflage that were illegally poaching, so they just scared people off. Yeah. Just a theory. Yeah. So what do we think? Yes or no? No such thing as a grassman? Um, I think there was... Uh, this one I'll go along with. Somebody saw something that looked like grassman, but no grassman. No, uh... No unidentified... Well, no creature. That is a person dressed up as something. Yeah. Well, and I like how this one at least didn't say, like, the grassman was standing there waving a... Uh, you know, a curling iron. I mean, it didn't bring another thing into it that just made it too unbelievable. Yeah, you know, and it goes back to the frogman. That's what made me poo-poo on it. It's because, you know, three frogmen conversing. Maybe I could, but when it yeah. started wand waving, oh, come on. No. Well, first off, how could a frog even wave a wand? And second off, 
What would it be waving a wand for? Are they waving over other frogmen? So, so a frog is walking on its hind legs and you're asking how it can wave a wand? I mean, there are multiple questions in this whole thing. I can suspend a little bit of disbelief. It's not all of them. All right, so next we have on the list, we all know this one, the Mothman. Mothman. After the first sighting of a winged creature in 1966, an Ohio copy editor dubbed the mystery creature the Mothman. Although typically associated with Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the Mothman was also active across the Ohio River and got a police. Hundreds of Mothman sightings were reported in Ohio in the 1960s, but the mystery goes back centuries to the native Wyandotte people that inhabited the Ohio River Valley. According to author Mark A. Hall, the Wyandots were plagued by giant flying bird-like creatures who would blend into the clouds and fog, destroying crops and plucking children from villages. Now, the most recent famous story about the Mothman is the this bridge here in Point Pleasant that fell into the river supposedly was caused by the Mothman. No, I thought the Mothman was like a harbinger and he was warning people that it was going to happen. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, well, like, well, basically like several nights before that or something, they kept, they saw him sitting on top of the bridge or something. Is that what it was? Or I'd have to rewatch yeah. Mothman with Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, uh, hold on. Click on First that the statue. There's, statue. there's that. Yeah. There's that. The Mothman on the bridge. A bat. But the Mothman does have a statue. Yes. And a museum. Indeed. There's a bigger picture of it. He's cut like a brick crap house. He looks like a Masters of the Universe, and his name sounds like a Masters yes. of the Universe. Yes. From right there, though, yeah, he... He almost looks more like Butterflyman right there. Yes. Moths and butterflies have similar wingage. Go to the, uh, see if we can find a picture of the back of that statue. I seem to remember a meme of, of the Mothman's <laughs> anus on the statue. Mothmanus. And how he was, uh, Mothmanus. Uh, Mothman got back, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was doing his squats. I see a close-up of the face, but not the back. Yeah, I'm standing on the back. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, if anybody's ever seen the Mothman statue, can you describe its keister? <laughs> <laughs> it's big and it's metal. Um, no, but no now the Mothman is one that I know this is going to sound crazy and maybe call me into question, but there's got to be something to this one. Now, do I think it haunted the Wyandots and plucked their children. Now, I think that was just a device to control unruly children. But um, even the Native <laughs> Americans like, um, had that problem. It's kind of like the village. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, well, I don't want to give it away, but if you've ever seen the village... Spoiler Night, alert. Plug your ears. Yeah, M. Knight. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name very well, so either way. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. It was Shyamalan or Shyamalan. But anyway, he wrote a, he did a movie called The Village, and kind of touches on what Brady just said. Um, a creature you know, invented to to control. And I think I saw the movie before I knew about The Mothman, and that truly was a frightening movie. It, it was scary, man. Was you talking about The Mothman? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good movie. Richard Gere. A and, great uh, movie. Oh, I can't think of who else and, was in but, you know, it makes me think those people saw something. Yeah. 
and it was only made more ridiculous by people trying to explain it away as, oh, is this like an egret? They thought of it as like a shorebird, like one of those long-legged shorebirds. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I have herons here in Lake Winoka. When those fly overhead, I ain't mistaken that for a mothman. So that, I thought that was pretty lame. Number, uh, well, no number, but the next one on the list, we have the Minerva monster. Minerva. Yet another Bigfoot-type creature works in Ohio, this time near Minerva. I've never heard of Minerva, Ohio. It, it's up um, northeast of Columbus, if I remember right. Gotcha. The Minerva monster was first spotted by the Caton family in the late 1970s when they followed the sound of their barking dogs to a pit on their property where they disposed of trash. Inside the pit, they found a massive, seven-foot-tall, 300-pound creature covered in fur staring at them as they approached. The creature returned to the family's property so often that it was witnessed by several other friends and family members and even investigated by the sheriff. During the creature's final appearance at the property, two creatures were spotted after the home was pelted with several rocks while the family was inside. So if you're seven feet tall and 300 pounds and you're trying to terrorize this family, I don't think you need to throw rocks at them. Although sightings continued in nearby counties, none were as detailed as the Caton family, whose stories remained unchanged for decades. And what year did that happen? That was in the 70s. 1978. Probably you just probably remember the Iron Horseman or something <laughs> that was sleeping off a... Well, here's the thing. Many. If it was, If it were 7 feet, 300 pounds, that's the exact description of the Grassman. Maybe it was just a grass. Maybe some of these creatures are all the same creature. If we're, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to say that these creatures are, are any of these creatures real, maybe some of them are just maybe there's some crossing over here. Of yeah, crossbreeding between beasts, beasts. or just people seeing this, just giving it a different name, even because they haven't heard of it. You know, maybe the Caton family had never heard of the Grassman. All right, next we have the Cedar Bog Monster. That sounds like something out of Scooby Doo right there, doesn't? It? Yeah. There's always a bog monster in Scooby-Doo. There's yet another example of Ohio's Bigfoot activity when the cedar bog was first opened as a native preserve in 1942. Ohioans reported seeing a large ape-like creature in the area. After some teenagers went missing in the bog, the existence of the monster was solidified in the minds of the people. Shortly after, the bog, shortly after, the bog was fenced in, reportedly to keep people from wandering into it and to keep deer and other wildlife from straying onto the road. But hardcore fans of cryptozoology think it was designed to keep the creature inside. Look at that thing. Not a drawing, but... That's pretty creepy looking. That, that's mm -hmm. pretty, yeah. But see, yeah. now here's what I say about that. Now, I don't know... When did it say this was? This, well, 42, so it was in the 40s. I don't know how... How good Halloween mask, but that looks like something I've seen hanging on a, like at a Halloween store or something. Yeah. True. And I'm wondering how many of these things could be chopped people up in as, disguise. yeah, people in Halloween costumes. I always kind of thought that a lot of these things happened after nuclear testing started. <laughs> I mean, for real, like, you know, like, yeah. why not? All right. There was Next no nuclear have... testing in Ohio, then. There's the there's a couple nuclear power plants and uranium enrichment facilities. Yeah, true. All right, next we have orange eyes. 
And that doesn't sound near as terrifying, does it? You have Moss Man, the Bulk Monster, and Old Orange Eyes. It sounds like a liver disease. Not to be confused with another monster in the area at Charles Mills Lake, Orange Eyes is one of the more terror-inducing cryptids you can find in Ohio. Reported to be more than 11 feet tall, Orange Eyes lurks near Mansfield, Ohio, though he is said to have originated in Cleveland. The 1,000-pound hominid was spotted last in 1991 when it appeared to two fishermen in Mill Creek before retreating into the nearby woods. Some locals believe that Orange Eyes was actually an alien being due to the fact that a green beam and UFO were spotted in the area in the 1970s. Whatever Orange Eyes was, it hasn't been seen in over 20 years. Well, more, more than that now. So the, it said the Mill Creek? That's down around Cincinnati. Unless there's another Mill Creek somewhere. Uh, well, this was near Mansfield. So that's up north, isn't it? Which, which yeah. is where the Shawshank Redemption was filmed. Yeah. Maybe it was some of that prison sewage <laughs> morphed into something. All right. And Andy Dufresne crawled through. Next we have the Mill Lake Monster. More well-known in the area is the Charles Mills Lake Monster. This mysterious cryptid has only been documented one time. In March of 1959, teenagers Denny Patterson, Wayne Armstrong, and Michael Lane were running amok near the shores, the shores of Charles Mills Lake. When they so how does one run amok? Like that. <laughs> I would say if you were running amok, you probably were a little inebriated. Out of the water came a seven-foot-tall, harmless, harmless, sorry, armless humanoid. <laughs> the boys noted that the creature had glowing green eyes and massive webbed feet. After the boys reported what they had seen, authorities searched the area, finding footprints that they thought resembled tracks that scuba and snorkel diving fins would leave behind. So I wonder what, when this was in relation to, I bet the boys had just watched like the creature from the Black Lagoon or something. Probably. Except they had yeah. arms. Maybe it was like some kind of like, um, oh shoot, night swim thing that the military was using, and they happened upon a test run or something. Yeah. Again, that to me sounds like something. Because see, 1959, so there would have been a lot of those, you know, Cold War wind. era hijinks. Well, I'm talking more about the movies. I think these oh, boys yeah. just, yeah, think these boys have just seen a, a creature of some sort, a water yeah. creature. All right, moving right along. We have the Crosswick Monster. Around 20 Crosswick. miles north of Loveland's, Fro Loveland Frogman's territory lies Crosswick. Uh-oh, we got some, some territorial disputes here. Although the monster hasn't been spotted in nearly 200 years, the legend of the Crosswick Monster is still told in the area. According to reports, two young boys were playing on the banks of a small creek when they were startled by a massive snake-like creature. The monstrous, the monster sprouted arms and snatched one of the boys, dragging him nearly 100 yards to a massive sycamore tree that was assumed to be its den. The Crosswick monster dropped the child just outside a hole in the tree's bank. The 26-foot diameter tree was eventually chopped through by dozens of men from the town, and when the serpent creature reappeared, the men noted that it was between 12 to 14 feet tall. The monster escaped the men, crashing through a fence before darting into a cavern. And this is the full description quoted it is described as being 30 to feet 30 to 40 feet long 12 to 14 feet tall when erect 
16 inches in diameter and legs four feet long. It's covered with uh, scales like a lizard's of black and white color with large yellow spots. Its head's about 16 inches wide with a long forked tongue and the mouth inside deep red. That looks like a monitor lizard of some kind. A what lizard? A monitor lizard. It does. If you, if you Google the Nile monitor lizard, it looks a lot like that. It looks kind of like a Komodo dragon type thing, too. Well, a lot of people, uh, some people got Nile monitor lizards as pets, and they released them. Mm-hmm. And there was a multiple um, Komodo dragon sightings around the Everglades. And that's what they and were? It ended up being, yeah, it ended up being Nile monitor lizards. So they're pretty aggressive and don't make good pets. Do they eat meat? Like Komodo Oh, dragons? yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it actually ate somebody's cow. Get this, though. It says, although the Crosswick monster was never seen again... It is remembered as one of the most believable cryptid experiences in Ohio because more than 60 men claim to have witnessed it. Yeah, they saw something. It, it, it was it was either a crocodilian or a monitor lizard. I almost guarantee it. See, I'm like you, though. I, I, I'm more likely to believe something like that because it wasn't like walking upright and... You waving know, a wand. Playing Yahtzee with a, a knot of uh, <laughs> Crosswick monsters. So here's the Nile monitor lizard. Oh, yeah. That's what they've seen. They've just seen themselves. Something's not 14 feet tall, though. A, um, a non-native invasive species is what they saw. So it was an exotic. Probably somebody had been visiting Zanzibar and had returned home with a monitor lizard <laughs> or something, and... All right, so got a couple more here. Uh, The next one, we have Bessie, which basically is a Lake Erie monster. Uh, What would be the point of having a massive lake without a mysterious lake monster? Bessie, Lake Erie's very own monster, was first spotted in in 1793. Initially, she was said to be between 30 and 40 feet in length. How do they know it was a she? (laughs) Uh, Bessie was also the name of every car my mom ever drove. Uh, she was said to be between 30 and 40 feet in length, but as time has gone on, Bessie's length has grown. In the 1990s, a reward was offered to anyone who could catch Bessie. Some theorized that Bessie sightings could be attributed to the massive sturgeon that were once prevalent in Lake Erie. But most locals insist that Bessie is real and most definitely not a sturgeon. It's an eel. I think it that's rather not- eelish. There's some big old nasty eels in the Northeast. They, there's a lot of speculation that's what the Loch Ness Monster is. It's this one species of eel that, you know, if it's got a good steady diet and it's at the top of the food chain, it can just fatten itself up and get really big. You don't think that right there just could have been a snake? Like a, a python or an anaconda or something? Released? I mean, it... it Do they swim like that? Well, Anacondas I, I, and pythons can, but yeah, they I are tropical. They and be a little cool in Lake Erie. You're right. Um, so here's what I would like to know. Now, we're not really from any of these locations as far as, I mean, you know, other than the state, we're in, obviously we're in Ohio, yeah. but anyone listening out there, whether it be live or whether you're listening to this recorded, if you have any information or if you've ever heard, the, you know, these stories that you were told as a, as a youth, um, because I didn't hear these stories as a kid. Did, I mean, did you guys? I mean, mm, not really. 
I mean, like I said, the I Mothman. I kind of heard about the Mothman, but my brother went to college at Rio Grande, which is just up the road from yeah. Gallup Police yeah. in Point Pleasant. So. I mean, I was married before I even ever heard of the Mothman. I mean, you know, we used to get everybody heard stories about the boogeyman and different monsters and things like that, but now none of them had names, and I don't remember specific areas. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting to me to hear from people who might be from the, who have heard of these before now, or maybe heard of them, you know, during their own upbringing. My grandma. Or actually seen one of them. How about that? that? Even better. Yeah. Or a different one, if you have any to add to this list. I think the list is almost over. The next one we have is the Peninsula Python. It says the Peninsula Python may not be a true cryptid, but it deserved an honorable mention in this list nonetheless. The story goes that in 1944, a circus train car tipped spilling exotic snakes into the countryside of Peninsula, Ohio. The most were recaptured. One terrorized the town, a 20-foot python. So see, I mean, could have been a python up there. Sightings of the massive snake were reported for weeks after its headline-grabbing escape, swimming through creeks and stalking livestock. Women and children were even advised to stay indoors to avoid the creature. Apparently, they don't eat men. Back with the man. (laughs) (laughs) As As the months passed by, the snake evaded the people of Pen- Peninsula. I keep wanting to say Pennsylvania. And when August approached, they assumed that the upcoming winter would cause the snake to die. To this day, the Peninsula Python is celebrated and remembered each year on Peninsula Python Day. Which is what? It doesn't say. I, I didn't, I'm afraid to click on it because I'm afraid seven or eight other windows will pop up and lose my place, but I don't know what the date is. I don't know when it's celebrated. All right, there's, only, there's one more on the list. While you're look, are you looking up the date of Peninsula yes. Python? Trying to. Uh, Peninsula Python Day is from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday in the Cuyahoga Valley Historical Museum. Uh, doesn't give a date. It's Saturday. Huh. Maybe it's three, maybe it's going to be this Saturday. <laughs> maybe. So, well, I guess that wouldn't work. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. Like, because as far as Bessie in Lake Erie, it wasn't like she was just seen once. I mean, first spotted yeah. in 1793, so it couldn't be the same creature living. You know, it couldn't have been. If it's in July, creature. it's in July. Well, yeah, July. we should go there. How far is it away? Now well, the uh, it's a little higher. Here, I'll look. We should go do a live podcast from there. Yes. On Peninsula Python Day. All right, he's looking that up. We have one last creature on the list. The terrifying. July fifteenth. July fifteenth. That's a that's a Thursday. It's up near Cleveland. Up near Cleveland. It's southeast of Cleveland. Gotcha. All right, so the last one on the list. Dogman. Dogman. The dogman. Described as a werewolf-like creature, the dogman has reportedly been seen all throughout Ohio. Inclu- How do they know they just weren't dogs? <laughs> Including our very own Franklin County. Apparently whoever wrote this is from Franklin County. Eyewitnesses describe the dogman creature as between four to six feet tall, often very muscular, and with pink or gray skin. It is sometimes seen on all fours or walking uh, bipedally. One of the most recent accounts was in 2016 in Allen County. The dogman is typically associated with Michigan, but in the past decade, several sightings have taken place throughout Ohio. That is the dogman. 
Hmm. Basically, it's, it, it's, it's essentially a werewolf. Or a, I mean, werewolves of Columbus. Franklin. <laughs> werewolves of Columbi. Um, <laughs> you know, I, who knows? I, I always go back to werewolf sightings being those people with the uh, the hair growing. There was a effect. there. There was a dogman attack in Maysville. What? Yes. Really? That's what it says. See, how how do they know it's not just a big dog? I mean, dogs get up on their hind legs. Could have been like an Irish wolfhound or something, like a really big dog. Or a whippet. A tract of forested land near the Ohio River in Maysville. Witness was a teen at the time with a group of other teens just out messing around exploring an abandoned hospital in an area called Hayeswood Hospital, which is downtown. Is that the uh, hospital downtown? The yeah, yeah, the old one. Uh, see. Creepy anyway. Yeah. An eight-foot-tall, three-foot-wide door, and the dog uh, had a very narrow snout like a Doberman pincer. 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 Covering the entire door. I mean... Lewis could definitely stand up on his hind legs and yes. cover. Yeah. I mean, you saw Lewis, and he, he was huge. Uh, Lewis had his hind legs or his front paws on my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, but not eight feet tall. It's an eight-foot-tall door, three-foot wide. And there could have been some shadowing. Yeah. And if they were teenagers walking around in the hospital at night, they were waiting to be creeped out. You know, did, I see a, did I see a post here recently on Facebook that where somebody was, like, selling that or something to... Yeah, well, they were they were going to turn it into apartments at one time, and I don't I think something I fell I, through. But. Something I saw, but I thought it was, like, a, uh, someone who deals with, like, like, ghosts and things like that had bought it and was going to do something. They ran out of money. And they, they, I don't know, yeah. Something. Anywho, that is a... That's all the creatures you got to look out for in Ohio. Be careful out there, folks. All right, no a few comments. <laughs> a few comments. Uh, see what he said, that Logan. Was, had a Halloween costume look like that Grassman. That wasn't a Halloween costume, dear. That was um, uh, something hunters wear. It was. That's what it was. It basically was. Yeah. It, made, it was. It looked like grass. I Grassman. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, so he also said the Mothman movie scared the crap out of me. I hated taking the dog out at night after seeing that movie. Uh, Gary lived at Br- in Branch Hill slash Loveland in the <laughs> 70s, early 80s, missed out on all the fun. So you did not see the Frogman in the Branch Hill Waving area. Waving their wand. Over their Waving hands. their wand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up. All right. So uh, topic number one. Look out for all those creatures here in the state of Ohio. It would be interesting to, it would probably be easy to find out, but I wonder if every state has similar creatures. Like, are there there frogmen in every state? Are there dogmen in every state? I know that Florida had the skunk ape. And like I said, it it actually has a um, little skunk skunk ape research center. It's a little roadside attraction but they said it was like a big old bigfoot 
but you could smell it before you saw it, which is <laughs> it skunk it ape. Stank like a skunk. Was like a say, stink or it was a polecat ape. <laughs> Pole ape. <laughs> All right. Uh, visit our website www.playbyyourpodcast.com and you can register for updates on our show. Um, we will. Uh, I've, I've been a little lax on that lady lately, uh, honestly, uh, but I will get back to that here as my summer kicks in, uh, sending out email updates and things, and uh, some of the links that we talk about here on the show that you'll, uh, you'll get access to and have a look at them for yourself. Um, but certainly... Uh, we would love to hear, again, like Todd said, what you have to say. If you've seen any of these things, heard about any of these things, heard of some additional things that we didn't address here, uh, certainly we would be interested to hear everything you have to say about Ohio's monsters. Uh, Miss Wilson, there was a crop circle across from Serpent Mound. Yeah, I've heard about that one as well. Yeah, the, um, the people that run Serpent Mound don't like it when you bring up the uh, History Channel's Ancient Aliens episode. Yeah, they, they they're they're not real fond of that because I guess they got a lot of um, unwanted kind of tourism, right? Yeah, a lot, a lot of it around Christmas, I believe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, topic number two. Brady has that topic. Brady, you are up. you ready? Are you ready for the? Are you ready to rumble? Um, so quite a few episodes back there is a popular segment we did and i would like to continue on because a it was interesting b it was funny as heck and c it is summertime where you have more time to participate and um here is my topic it is weird sports part two so we're going to be discussing some of the weird sports around the world like for instance uh just to give you like in our previous episode about camel wrestling and black pudding tossing. Here is some continuation of these said weird sports. And in now I can't speak Welsh very well. Land ride, I think. I'm guessing of the sounding of it in Wales. It was first played in 1976. It is bog snorkeling, ladies and gentlemen. Bog so snorkeling. Do we get a guess what it is before you tell us? Yeah, in a lot of cases, yes, but in this one, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's pretty self-explanatory. self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah, but we'll but, we'll do that. I'll let you guys guess on the upcoming ones. When you're bog snorkeling, you better watch out for the what was the one creature the Marsh Hills bog bogman or something? Yes, <laughs> bogman, frogman, and dogman. It's the unholy trinity. Okay, so this is snorkeling. It's a 120-yard swim through a trench cut through a peat bog. It's muddy marshland. The catch, you can only use your flippers to power you. Um, no swimming strokes. So you're not allowed to use your arms. You can only kick. You're allowed to wear the goggles. You're allowed to have the snorkel, but you can only power yourself using your feet and your, your flippers. So the world record was set in 1985, where the 120-yard swim was made in 18.81 seconds. Holy cow! That's fast. That that that's a fast bogman. But they're not tough. They come to the United States, and people do that with no snorkel, and then they reach into holes and grab catfish out of them. So that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do a cat fist. <laughs> Noodling. You know. 
So this yeah. picture is from the World Bog Snorkeling Championships in 2017. So, I mean, peat bogs are murky, you know, water with a lot of organics in it. And I bet there's leeches in that thar bog. I, I you would not find me in that bog. There's 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 a better picture right there. Oh yeah, wow. I'm not down <laughs> with that. That person has become mudman. Looks like she dove into a a, a septic tank. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely, she must have lost her phone. But um. <laughs> but um. So enough about. Bog snorkeling. Now, I will let you guess this next one. I think it's pronounced Bosaball. B O S S A B A L L. Bosaball or Bosaball? What, gentlemen, do you think is this? Hmm. Okay, so can you give us some clues? Is the ball, do you, I'm assuming you play a some sort of contest with a ball. It is a contest with a ball. Is it a hard ball? Is it a, like a rubber ball? Is it a... It is equivalent to a, like a volleyball. So I'm going to guess... I'm going to let Todd guess because I've already looked up pictures. Oh. Uh, where, is it, where does it originate? Where do they do this? Spain. It was first okay. played in 2005. That doesn't help me. Um... I'm gonna. It's a pretty new it, sport. It is. It I'm is gonna say. It's, I'm gonna say it's something like soccer, but there's got to be some sort of uh, something in the way in the field or something. It involves inflatables. It involves trampoline, and it involves a net. Ah. So you're bouncing, you're spiking, and actually, guys, this looks pretty darn fun. That actually it's does, like volleyball yeah. and a trampoline. But the two trampolines are, like, on either side of the volleyball net. And there's one person in each of the trampolines. And then there are three other people outside of the trampoline, which I kind of looks like an air mattress or something. Yeah, like a thing a skunkin jumps on, too. So the, so the outer part is not trampoline material. It's, it's just bouncy. bouncy material. I think it's air mattress material. And then there's it's, socks. It says... What do you get when you mix volleyball, soccer, gymnastics, Afro-Brazilian martial arts? The word bossa means it's Brazilian Portuguese. It's like like bossa nova. But anyway, it is basically, um, yeah, it's a bouncing, spiking, jumping sport, and it looks pretty darn fun. I, I would give this a thumbs up. I would like to try this. Yeah. Where does martial arts come into it? I think you have to... Probably, if you lose, you kick the other person's butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty fun. It's like something you could... It looks like something that would be hard to hurt yourself on. Yeah. Um, okay, this is great. There's not much guessing to this one because it's the title. <laughs> I'm laughing at Competitive sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> this originated in 1998. It's a single competitor sport. You snooze, you win. So Spain held its first national siesta championship in 2010. All you have to do is sleep for a full 20 minutes in the middle of a shopping mall. Um, just let, just, just there, like, 
Just lay down anywhere? Do you like lay down on a bed of lettuce or what? I mean, I I, I don't know. It just here we go. It, here we go. Okay. Oh. There you go. So it's competitive sleeping. So what I want to know is how they know if you're not faking it. Do you have to hook yourself up to like those things that like sleep study clinics do? Now, for those of you that can't see, uh, that are just listening right now, um, this is looks like it's in uh, maybe China because it says China News. Yeah. And uh, in the middle of a city, it looks like they have just blocked off a, a section. Is that a swimming pool? Well, no, it looks like it's just a section of the street that they put yeah. a fence around. Oh, I was thinking it might be a swimming pool. Like, but anyway, either way, they have like a giant covering and then a bunch of mattresses with people in them. So if you're a troubled sleeper or have a hard time sleeping, these are for people that probably pride themselves where I can sleep anywhere, anytime, at a drop of a hat. Yeah. I'm wondering I'm, if narcoleptics are unfairly advantaged. I'm like you, though. How would they know if someone is sleeping? Do they do they have a bunch of judges? That, do they have a judge at each bed? Like, like when uh, <laughs> someone's been knocked out in box, they hold their arm up and let it drop. Yeah. <laughs> Like Hulk Hogan before they got to the third one, he would start pumping. <laughs> waving his waving his index finger. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I wonder if they have various mattress firmness uh, uh, choices, and like people get to go kind of find the, their best sleeping environment. I think they're uniformed. They're probably uniformed and uncomfortable, just barely comfortable. So if you could sleep on that, you truly are a competitive sleeper. Here's the thing, though. There's no losers in that competition. <laughs> oh, anyway, here, here's another picture now. This is uh, this is actually from Spain, as Brady said. So here it's like you're sleeping on a couch. They like have a leather couch. They have lanes. <laughs> <laughs> does, the, does the couch move as you move through your stages of sleep? <laughs> Oh, it's he's an REM if, now. If they didn't move, it seems like they wouldn't have staggered them like that. <laughs> There's a guy in a lifeguard chair that's looking down on them. He must be the judge. <laughs> he must be. Oh, somebody's flashlit in lane three. It's disturbing the sleep of the others, and we got ourselves a throwdown. Now a that penalty. That would be a those are, those look to be leather couches. That would be some. That would be a better competition if it were no air conditioning. Everybody had to sleep in shorts and a tank top. <laughs> Yeah, like an old Naga hide couch that you just or, stick to. Or the opposite, or have air conditioners right above each each uh, couch and make people sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever fallen asleep on, like, one of those old Naga hide couches and then your skin sticks to it and you move in your sleep and it's like you ripped a oh, layer yeah. of skin off? We used to, when Shane and I first got married, we had a leather couch and it was very comfortable, but it uh, it um, was right under a, a window unit air conditioning, air conditioner, and... I mean, you would freeze your giblets Push off out. trying to sleep on that like, thing. And then again, in the summer, it was, you'd always like, stick to it. But Like opening a um, opening a slice of Kraft American cheese, like out the plastic, you know, that's yeah. happening to your face. So here, here's a closer look at the uh, National Siesta Championship here. So I see some go with sleep masks. That, that's an unfair advantage, too. Yeah, it is. Like, they, they make them do a pee test to make sure they don't have ambient in their sleep for a Benadryl or something like that. Yeah. No melatonin? Okay, Got a couple comments here. Celia feels that she could win the sleeping championship. No comment. <laughs> uh, Jim, you have to be holding your wife's purse. 
in order to compete? Is that what you're referring to there? Yes. We should start a we should start a sleeping league around here. I'm not Don't near as proficient, and, and Brady would lose. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so does sleeping early or sleeping late or sleeping well, we have, late? We could branch off in all all types of categories: sleeping length, uh, loudest snore, on. maybe in a cow pasture. I have an app on my watch that uh, measures the uh, quality of sleep that you get. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. Maybe that's a, maybe they just stick a watch on them and it like regulates, lets them know if they're actually sleeping or not. All right, on to the next one. Dog surfing. Now, hang on. So is, Go ahead, Eric. I think you're going to ask the same thing I'm wondering. Is is this human surfing with dogs on the on the board? Dogs in their arms? Is it actually the dog surfing alone? Or does the person have to use a dog as a surfboard? <laughs> I call the wiener dog. Anyway. This is outstanding. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this is outstanding. Go ahead, Brady. Okay. <laughs> What's outstanding? <laughs> no, that's not what I have. Um, I have, um, okay, it's single or double competitor. It could be dog or dog and owner. Um, let's see, dog surfing started in the 1920s in Hawaii. Um, and like I said, there's two There's two different competitions. There's dog and owner and dog only. So uh, here, <laughs> there's dog and owner right there. <laughs> So, so why did you have to throw a frisbee to the doll? I mean, it's holding a frisbee in its mouth. Is that part of the competition? Someone throws a frisbee out there, you can jump up that's and get it and fall back on the board. Yeah, I'm probably like, oh crap, that's how he got me on this darn thing. I fetched well, I'm it wondering down if, here. I'm wondering if that's not just somebody that likes to take his dog to the beach. <laughs> yeah, like Mark Harmon in summer school. Oh, well, yeah. I looked up dog surfing championship. Oh, that's and okay. this is what came up. So maybe there's a sponsor on the dog's mouth, like on that frisbee, brought to you by Iams. <laughs> took a dog's Surf City Surf Dog Competition took place at Huntington Beach. Yeah. Mm. G-Spot Surf is what it says. All right. Um, egg throwing, that's pretty self-explanatory. But in England, it was first played in 1322, and it's competitive egg toss. That's like not the, the game. Is that when you just throw it back and forth and try not to yeah. break it? Well, yeah, and like each time that you have a successful toss, you back up. This is uh, it is competitive, and there's this one picture that I have that shows this lady catching an egg, and it looks to be an official beside of her, like if she dropped, like you're waiting for them to go, like an Australian rules football. Anybody ever do the uh, activity where you have to build a, an apparatus to protect your egg and then, like, drop it from the roof or something? Yeah, the egg drop yeah. Yes. So um, I would like to move along because this next one, we finally come to something that is truly bizarre. And I, can't, I, I just get giggly thinking about it. 
extreme ironing. In England, started in 1980, you iron, you have an iron and ironing board enclosed. And the one that I am seeing is a person is on top of a car moving through a desert and they have to iron. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you got that picture. I, I've got a picture similar here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this guy's strapped on the back of a car going down a city street. Shit. <laughs> and Wait. an ironing board. Brady, your picture looked like a very bad um, old uh, Mac. Uh, what was the movie? Oh, uh, 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 Mad Max. It, well, yeah. yours is like a very poor idea for a Mad Max sequel. Yeah. Hmm. Instead of Beyond Thunder, you know, there's the scary ones like, oh, here comes the ironing one. Ah, you know. <laughs> but, so, uh, uh, here's one uh, on the guys on the side of a mountain <laughs> ironing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so do you just do whatever and like, like uh, you know? I mean, it doesn't seem like there's anyone else around him doing the same yeah, thing. I, I think that guy is just being funny on his own. <laughs> I think he just thought, "Hey, I'm going to iron my repelling clothes." But like, um, I think the competitive extreme ironing on top of a car or in the back of a car, they probably give you a crumpled shirt. And they probably drive like five miles. Then whoever has the most cleanly pressed shirt, they could be put on a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> that looks fake. That's fake. <laughs> and then, again, this is from the Extreme Ironing World Championships. The guy's standing on top of a mountain. He's not even tied off. He doesn't even have a lanyard no, or anything. He, no, he's he's unattached. He has an ironing yeah, board, an iron, and a white dress shirt you know who would be good at that those uh, those goats on the way over to ripley on the way uh to maysville oh, yeah. <laughs> they would be good if they could iron oh yeah and you know well i wonder if there's any um spelunking iron like <laughs> where you have to spelunk in iron pretty sure if you were ironing up on that mountain you would be doing a lot of spelunking yeah <laughs> uh that's, that's just okay uh there's competitive face slapping I've seen that. That's that's yeah. gotten pretty big. I've seen those videos. Yeah. There's definitely a technique to that. Okay. So this one's kind of extreme and fun. I mean, face slapping it. That, that's pretty self-explanatory. Face slapping with an iron. Now that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. There. While, while on top of a mountain. So, so, <laughs> the so some of these pictures are funny because you catch these people like mid-slap. <laughs> you got a good one. Oh, <laughs> I don't know who looks. I don't know who looks like they're in more pain. The guy slapping or the guy being slapped. I can almost see that guy's handprint through the other side of that guy's face. You see the imprint? I get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, nice. that's the craziest. That was painful. Far less painful, but I'm going to try to say the Dutch word, and then I'll give you the English translation. Fearljepen. Fearljepen? Which is far leaping. Is far and I'm going leaping. to show you my picture if I can. It's just, is it pole vaulting? 
It's pole vaulting across a body of water. Oh. Where you stick your pole in the mucky muck, and you have to ford over to the other side. Fjord? Jap to the other, Japan to the other side. Instead of near Japan, it's PR Japan. That's it. Looks like a good way to break your ankle. Pull up just short or something, break your ankle, and then oh, make yeah. it to the creek. I don't think this lady made it. I think she got stranded. Ah. Mid leap. How's it? How's it? How's the pole straight up in the air? It probably got stuck in the muck. Gotcha. So when she got perpendicular, she probably just got frozen. Yeah. Frozen. Frozen. So it looks like it's kind of a glorified ditch or a canal, and they have to like vault it. That'd be kind of fun. There are plenty of fjords in. Uh, well, where is this now? Dutch? Uh, this Netherlands? Is in the Netherlands? Freaky deaky Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you probably just start on like one of the famous Dutch dikes and go over the other side across the ditch. So I don't know. I, I think there could be some potential for injury on that one. Oh, yeah. A lot of broken bones, I bet. Yeah. How about giant? pumpkin kayaking what comes to mind gentlemen so do they have to Carve gut to gut an entire kind of giant pumpkin and then use that as it as a vessel that would you be my sir guess. would be correct wow so here's the thing you would have to be I mean, I don't think I could find a pumpkin that could fit me in it. I've only seen pumpkins at the Brown County Fair, a few big enough that I could use them as a kayak. So I don't know where they're finding all these big pumpkins. Um, this is played in Canada. Um, first, you need to hollow out a thousand pound water crab. No small feet. It takes patience with a strong knife. He you looks, can't just carry it. Put that picture Bob, back up, Eric, if you don't mind. Sorry, Brady. A bobcat or another heavy duty transporter has to do the job. After the pumpkin is in the water and you are in the pumpkin, it's time to paddle. Navigating requires practice, but once you get it, you can do it. Besides Nova Scotia, giant pumpkin races have also been held in Vermont and Maine. It looks like he's atop a giant crescent roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) A crueler. Let's see. Yeah, I, that seems crazy. I didn't think that pumpkins just grew like that that frequently. Since I'm out of time, um, I think I'll do one more. Uh, let's see. Let me pick a good one. All right. Um, man versus horse marathon. So, like, that doesn't seem like that would be a very fair match. It started in 1980, and here's a weird place in Wales again, which is where we started out. They get a lot of weird sports in Wales. Yeah. But um, basically, um, the marathon, which is 22 miles, and what you have to do is debate over who can do better on long distances. So basically, um, you debate who the horse? 
Yeah, I guess there's 65 horses entered the event and 44 completed the course. So basically, the horses give out before the people do. So basically, it's a distance and endurance event. Who's going to give out first, the men or the horses? Interesting. Horses are built for short distance speed. I think a human could outrun a horse in a long distance. Speed, but I would think they also, they're workhorses. I mean, I think, I would think they would, I know nothing about horses. they don't go fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's a marathon. But um, I don't think I'm going to leave you with me and versus horse. That's kind of lame. We're going to finish off with this one. Mud pit belly flopping. There we go. That looks like so, fun. It does. And here's a large, a large man that's getting ready to airborne do it. Who can forget the Redneck Games? Started in East Dublin, Georgia in 1996. So basically, mud pit belly flopping is a fan favorite. Um, it is what it says it is, and I guess they just kind of measured, like they have judges like in diving, which one looks the most painful and smack worthy. So they don't measure the displacement of mud? I'm sure that figures into it. I'd say the loudness of the smack, pain potential, and displaced mud. When you say displaced mud, do you mean like they measure mud splatter? Like to see how yeah. far it splattered? Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. But how they, far are you away from the mud pit and get splashed? Maybe they just put a bunch of white t-shirts up on like posts, and then they look at the t-shirts after to see which yeah. has the most coverage. I wonder how many gentlemen have tuesed their testicles from hitting that butt pit in the wrong angle. <laughs> oh. So, right. what do you think, gentlemen? Which one are you signing up for? The extreme ironing? The no. No. No extreme ironing. <laughs> no, I, uh, I would probably do the mud flopping or the... Uh, I don't know that ball. Uh, the what was it? Baca ball. Bocce, what was it called? Yeah, Bocce ball. ball. That, that looked fun. Yeah, that looked fun. Dog serving could be fun. Maybe earlier in my life, I know about the baca ball at this point. Too much well, chance for if you're playing against other people of the same age and taking it easy, probably be okay. No, yeah. it doesn't have any thing to do with me getting hurt. <laughs> Senior League Possible, brought to you by Metamucil. <laughs> All right, a few comments Smooth here. The game. <laughs> brought to you by Metamucil, sorry. <laughs> oh, Mr. Heron qualified his, uh, you have to be holding your wife's purse quote. You said the competition was at a mall, so there we go. There we go. All right, uh, Kirsten with us says, watch out for the goat hey. on the uh, competitive ironing. She knew it. She knew the goat to be good. The goat to be uh -huh. tough at that. Uh, Black Sabbath used for the soundtrack, the competitive ironing. Mr. Heron, fjord jumping was part of the Amazing Race one season. Did not know that. Didn't uh, Celia enjoyed the belly flopping in the mud. And uh, Miss Wilson, they do the Bud Pit Beowulf at the Renaissance Festival. So, I don't know if I've seen that or not. I know there was, I watched oh, something with mud, mud show or something like that. The problem with mud is it dries. Like it <laughs> might, it might be okay to belly flop into that cool mud, 
but then as soon as you get out and it cakes to you and that is pulling, a fact. Pulling mud out of hairy legs is not fun. No, and even trying to take a shower and get that volume of mud off of you would <laughs> yeah. take a while. It'll be in places that have never seen the sun for decades. <laughs> True. Places where no mud has gone before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is topic number two. Uh, before we get into topic number three in our game of the evening, I want to remind you that memberships support our work on the podcast. For more information, go to playitbyyearpodcast.com backslash support. And uh, let me uh, put the website up here. Let me show you the page. Show us the page. Show the page. Now the internet's going to be slow. While you're doing that, do we need paper for the game tonight? Uh, Yes. Okay. I have right. a visitor. Pepper the dog is sitting here looking at me from the other side of the camera. All right. Uh, there's our website, the support page. And on that page, you can see our Earbud Hall of Famers, our members, Allison Chavis, Christy Rocky, Joe Rocky, Chuck Griffin, Savannah Brown, and Jessica Longacre. Thank all of them for their ongoing support. And you see the Buy Me a Coffee link down there. That is our crowdsourcing platform so if you click on that link it will take you to the buy me a coffee website and you can complete your membership on that site so again uh, thanks to all there listed our earbud hall of famers we call them uh, for their support of our show financially thank you thank you thank you thank you which while we're talking about supporters eric you uh, mentioned an interesting demographic evidently we're smooth with the ladies yeah, and, and, you know, we, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to all that data stuff in regard to our podcast. So you have a way of, uh, and then this is the audio part only, but you have a way of looking at the uh, numbers and you can call them down to 90, past 90 days, past 30 days. Um, something interesting has happened in regard to our numbers uh, here the past now, if you, if you look at all time, uh, we, we tend to be overwhelmingly male as far as our audience, 60% to 35%. But if you look at the past 30 days, um, we have 77% female, 22% male. And uh, also, our 18 to 22 demographic has really taken off. It is now our third largest demographic, which is... Uh, I, again, I appreciate uh, all the younger people enjoying what we do here. I find it very interesting. Uh, never thought they would in, in get some of our references and things, but uh, welcome. Maybe they uh, don't. But they, maybe they don't. Maybe they yeah. just think we're incredibly stupid. I don't know. Could be, but whatever. In it, honor uh, so. of our 77% female audience, I think the play-by-ear beefcake pin-up calendar featuring <laughs> us will be hitting the uh, sales soon. We need, there's three of us, we need nine more beefcakes to uh, to help uh, fill out the calendar. Need some volunteers. <laughs> or we could each just do uh, four months apiece. Yes, but it would, I think it would be much more fun to see if we have any volunteers to be in yeah. our calendar. Any beefcakes out there want to be in our calendar? <laughs> yes. We're taking applications. That's right. Doesn't pay much, 
<laughs> Not at all. All right. So uh, we're to topic number three for the evening, our game. Game? Game. Tonight's game. Would yeah, you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? Okay, so this has a little bit... We've done Would You Rather before, and it's just me giving a uh, scenario and our uh, co-host here talk about which one they would rather do, this or that, and uh, sometimes they're equally distasteful. You just have to pick the, uh, I guess, least distasteful one. So this one has a little bit of a wrinkle, and the wrinkle is... Uh, this is actually a party game that I bought that's based on Would You Rather. So uh, our uh, co-host will go back and forth uh, in taking turns in answering these questions. The other co-host has to guess what the uh, co-host whose turn it is would choose. So if you guess correctly, then you get a point. If you guess incorrectly, the person whose turn it is gets a point. So that's the way this works. Uh, the wrinkle is that before I read the scenario, you have to choose male or female. So the scenario is going to be, and I'll give you an example. Here's our example. Would you rather go to a shooting range with? So before I even read the scenario, you would choose male or female. And the male or female will give you two of that gender persons to put with the scenario. So if you chose female for this one, who would you rather go to a shooting range with? Missy Elliott or Sharon Osbourne? <laughs> so so uh, whoever's getting asked the question has to yell out male or female? Is that how? Yes, you, you get to choose male or female before I read you the scenario. Okay. So uh, some of this will play into chance. All right, so uh, obviously we will take the audience's uh, input as well. Who do you think uh, will be chosen by the co-host right we drew straws backstage Todd you are first my first straw win this is correct alright so first of all do you select male or female 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 and I'll even read you the two females first so real quick though I'm not sure I've played this um you haven't do I write uh, I mean, unless you played it on your own uh, yeah, you need to write down which one you choose because Brady's going to have to okay. guess which one you're going to choose. Okay. All right, so the two females for this particular scenario are Princess Diana or Beyonce. Princess Diana or Beyonce. The scenario is, who would you rather go on a roller coaster with? Princess Diana or Beyonce? I have an awkward question to ask. Okay. Um, Princess Di is no longer with us. Are we assuming that, you know... Whilst person... she was alive. Okay. okay. Not like, no, so it's not her ghost. No, not her yeah, ghost, okay. not her corpse. Okay, so I'm gonna say. Do I tell you what I do? I tell you what I'm gonna say, or does Brady guess first? Or I gotta write it down. Yeah, you gotta write it down, and Brady will guess verbally. Okay. I'm gonna guess Princess Di. Okay, Brady, what is your reasoning for selecting Princess Di? Because if she is yelling curse words at fear, it'd be much funnier with the British accent. 
Okay. Uh, Todd? Princess Di or Beyonce? Quite the opposite of that, actually. Okay. I said Beyonce because she would be able to sing and entertain you if you were scared on the roller coaster. Well, there you go. Our reasoning is our reasoning. To the left, to the left. Now the car's going swiftly to the left. Todd out to the lead, one to nothing. Ah. And, uh, Sorry, Celia. It was a legit question. Yeah. Uh, Celia said, I knew one of you would ask that if Princess Di were actually alive or deceased. All right. One to nothing is our score. Brady, male or female? Well, just to be... Yeah, let, let's go male. Male. All right, so the two male... Uh, I guess these are more than one individual in, in these particular things. Uh, one Direction or the Jonas Brothers? One Direction or the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> Who would you rather do body shots with? Reasoning on this. So, are you are we talking about body shots off a female with them being my wingman? No. I guess I guess you can. No. You know, take this. No, uh, Todd, you have a. I was gonna say you, you can take it however you like, but <laughs> that gives him a way out. <laughs> that gives him a way out. So you're saying he would actually have to imbibe the body shots off said band members' bodies. What is with that word tonight? That's twice you, uh, you, you've used imbibe. Brady used well, that's, that's, that, that's a that's a, a word used in connection with alcohol. So we've talked about alcohol two different times. I don't think I've ever heard you guys say it before. Nice. I think I only used it because that seemed like a Cracker Barrel kind of word. Yeah. Like, I heard the word. I just had never heard you guys use it before. Lord does not like it when you imbibe. At the Cracker Barrel. Um, all right, Brady. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Celia, this will be interesting. All right, I'm, I'm going to make an executive decision here. Okay. Yes, in this particular instance, you can say, who would you rather have as your wingman? All right. I, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable in this game. This is about having fun. Okay. Well, I mean, I actually had an uncomfortable answer in... Uh, it, uh, Okay, if, if they were going to be by wingman, I would say One Direction. Because uh, the Jonas Brothers, uh, they don't drag me in. Yeah, you're supposed to write this. You're supposed to write this. Oh. Yeah. And I agree with C. I say boo, because that changes the whole dynamic of the game. That's the, All right. Pick, I, I will having, go to pick boy to or, having to pick male or female changes answer. the entire... I, I will go back to my uncomfortable answer. I have it. But, okay... So now I gotta think. All right, so so write your uncomfortable answer then. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Todd. I am going to say that he would pick the Jonas Brothers. Because? Simply because I'm going to have to say they're slightly more famous. I mean, I've liked I I do like some One Direction music. 
where I'm not a big fan of the Jonas Brothers music, but I think Jonas Brothers are a little more famous. So I would say out of just saying that you had a body shot off of someone famous, more more famous, I would say you picked the Jonas Brothers. Okay, Brady? Todd is correct. I'm going to pick the Jonas Brothers because they are um, notoriously straight shooters. Like, they ha. don't, no pun intended. <laughs> they are um, a very clean cut. Less belly button hair? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, and, but honestly. That, that would be something involved in this. Yeah. Yeah. But now, actually, I'm going to say this. I think there's five of One Directioners, but there's only two Jonas Brothers. So I'm going to play the odds that I only had, you know. So just by numbers alone, I'm going Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so it, didn't, Tom, it didn't specify whether it was all of the brothers and all of the One Directioners or if it were, if you just got your pick of the Jonas Brother. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So Todd, correct in his guess, two to nothing is our score. So Todd... Male or female? Yeah, it worked out for me. I'm going to go male this time. Just going to share in my discomfort. I'm going to wing it. Okay. Uh, the male figures in this particular situation are Jay-Z or Kanye West. What are the chances I would get Beyonce and Jay-Z? That, that is interesting. And I shuffled the cards, too. So, All right. <laughs> Who would you rather watch pole dance? Um, oh, I gotta write it down. Yeah. Jay Z or Kanye West? Who would Todd rather watch pole dance? Let us know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, Brady? I'm going to say Kanye because simply if he's going to pole dance, they're both gentlemen with large egos, and they're probably going to insist on dancing to their own music. And uh, I find Kanye's music to be a bit more palatable than Jay-Z. So, and plus, Kanye's a little bit of a nutcase, so you never know what he's going to do. So I'm going to say Kanye. Todd? I did say Kanye. Kanye for the West. Exact reason you just gave about. I think he's a little more of a loose cannon, and you never. Yeah. It would be more entertaining, I think, than Jay Z. Yeah. I think Jay Z would be a boring, uh, uh, boring uh, uh, pole dancer. Pole oh, dancer. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, Brady on the board. Two to one is our score. So back to Brady. Male or female? Female. Female. <laughs> All right, Brady, the two females in this particular situation are Ariana Grande or Lana Del Rey. Okay. And I honestly don't know who Lana Del Rey is, but... Uh, who was the first one? Ariana Grande. <laughs> who would you rather have as your kindergarten teacher? Brady, you have to write it. Oh, okay. Ariana Grande or Lena Del Rey? Again, I don't know who Lena Del Rey is. 
now I have to bring up an image. Did you already pick Brady? Oh, yeah. So for those like me who do not know who Lana Del Rey is, there she is. I'm, I'm, I would be fairly certain that most people, if not all, know who Ariana Grande is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so is, can I go ahead and guess, Eric? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I would pick, not that it matters, I wasn't asked, but I would pick Lana Del Rey. Um, but I think Brady picked Grande. Okay. Why would you say that? Because I think... <laughs> um, I I just think that is it Lana or Lena Del Rey I, I, um, I think that she would be more vanilla plain just kind of uh, going by her music to where I think Brady would think that Grande would be a little more exciting yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brady said Ariana because if she's my kindergarten teacher and I have to see her five days a week I, in, in Lana Del Rey is cute but Ariana's kind of cute she seems even though she's a little bit nutty she seems relatively you know she'd be good with kids she wasn't she wasn't she on a kids TV show She's on the Mickey Mouse Club, isn't she? Yeah, something like that. And uh, she could sing that song, that her one of her hits about um, you know, about the making eggs, making eggs. That's what I always thought that Ariana Grande song was saying. <laughs> so, All right, uh, Miss Wilson says, "Landon Del Rey, Ariana would lick your snack donuts." Mr. Heron also with a donut liquor comment about Ariana Grande. Uh, that is a valid point. Uh, you would not want uh, Ms. Grande licking your donuts in kindergarten. All right. So our score, Todd 3, Brady 1. Todd? Yeah. Male or female? Female. Female. So the two females in this particular situation are Melissa McCarthy or Amy Poehler. Look very funny. Okay. <laughs> situation. <laughs> Who would you rather get divorced from? <laughs> This is hard because you have to try to separate the professional actress from the parts that they've played. Correct. Um, both of them hilarious. I am more of a McCarthy fan as far as humor. Um, but I've also I, she's played some roles where she, I think she could be pretty brutal if things got ugly. But I think both of them, with their senses of humor, could make for a somewhat comfortable divorce maintain friendship uh well now there's, an, there's another situation there uh you have to figure out the divorce part of it i mean are you 
divorcing them because you want to get away from them, or are you divorcing them hoping to carry on some sort of amicable relationship after yeah. the fact? Yeah. All right, I got my... Okay. Brady? I'm going to guess Amy, because we've seen Melissa McCarthy play some pretty uh, hardcore crazy characters, loose cannon, violent. Uh, she could beat the tar out of me, I'm pretty sure, based on some of her characters. Um, I'm going to take my chances with Amy and in the divorce, or I think Todd did. Okay. Todd? All very good points. But I went Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. I, and, and, you know, I tried to use the roles that I've seen him play, and you're right. More, She's been more brutal in roles. She's been more, you know, McCarthy's had more, I think, like Brady said, more violent and aggressive roles in movies. But for some reason, she just comes off as nicer than Amy Poehler. In to real me. life, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Mr. Heron says McCarthy, Amy, would roast you in her stand-up routines. That is true. Valid point. But Todd with the point. 4-1. Brady. Kind of get on the board here. Yeah. Male or female? I think I'm going to go one more round of females before I... Okay. Two females in the scenario are Tina Turner or Celine Dion. Tina Turner or Celine Dion. Hello, Celine Dion. Who would you rather have a clown as a clown at your birthday party? Tina Turner or Celine Dion? Who would you rather have as a clown at your birthday party? What's fun got to do? Um, Oh, man. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm writing down my guess, or writing down my selection right now. I think I'm going to kick it to Todd and see what he guesses, and then I will uh, explain myself. So you've written down your explanation? I've read, read down my choice, yes. Okay. Or, yeah, your choice. Okay, Todd? There's so many jokes that could be told. <laughs> I never know what will be taken the wrong and way. I sent you guys a text with one of my jokes if you want to take a look at it. <laughs> yes. But it's true. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... <laughs> All right. I'm going to say that Brady picked Tina Turner. Tina Turner because? I think that, well, first off, I think she would be more entertaining. Um, as far as, uh, not that either one of you know, neither were clown-esque, but I think that she would be more entertaining as a clown. But the biggest thing is also, as I think that you would have uh, 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 the, the clown with the most famously nice legs in the history of entertainment, possibly. 
And I'm not uh-huh. saying that, and I'm just saying I know that she was known for that. Yes. Brady? And that's pretty important when you're hiring a clown, you know, to make sure that they... You gotta see his legs and his clown bloomers. <laughs> a clown onesie. All right. Um, I went with Celine. Because? Since she is French in origin, they originated the Cirque du Soleil. So I'm going to say that the French have an affinity for clowns because they love Jerry Lewis. And, you know, I, I, I went with Celine Dion. I think Tina Turner would be more entertaining, but she's too powerful of a personality to be contained by clown makeup. All right. That's all I got. Explanation. Well, that's all the explanation you need because uh, Todd was wrong. Brady gets a point. Four to two is our score. All right, Todd. <laughs> Trying to finish my tootsie. Hang on. We don't need another balloon animal. <laughs> so did you try to throw Todd off the trail by singing all Tina Turner songs and no Celine Dion songs? I think I only know one Celine Dion song. Oh, yeah, you do. There's a Titanic song. What else is there? She had a song that, um... Did she do a song with me? It's all all coming back to me now. It wasn't Meatloaf. It was Jim Steinman wrote it. Oh. Right. Yeah. Okay, Todd. I'm going to go men. Male. And again, I, I don't know who this first person is. Maybe you do. If you don't, I can pick another card. Zane Malik. Z-A-Y-N-M-A-L-I-K. You know who that is? Is that the guy that played Freddie Mercury? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Can, we, can, I, can I look that I, up I, real quick? I, 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 I can look him up here quick. Here's a picture. I don't know. No, it is not. No. I do not know him. Can we pick another one? Yes. All right. So our new... <laughs> you know both of these. <clears throat> All right. So uh, the qualifier is in their 30s. Okay. So this is particular. Elton John or Jim Carrey in their 30s. Okay. Okay. rather go trick-or-treating with? Who would you rather go trick-or-treating with? Elton John or Jim Carrey both being in their 30s? Wilson had a comment on the last question while Todd's thinking. Uh, Tina Turner could put on a high-energy performance as a clown. That is true. We did discuss that. Elton John or Jim Carrey, who would you rather go trick-or-treating with, both being in their 30s? I got it. Mine's written down. Okay, Brady? Unequivocally, Jim Carrey. 
um, Elton John for all his talents, I think would uh, not be as fun. Uh, I think Jim Carrey, you never know what he would do. You never know what his costume would be. You would never know what he would do as a trick if he didn't get his treat. So I think that he would definitely be, you know, he'll climb out of a rhino. Um, uh, I think, I, I think definitely Jim Carrey. All right, Todd. Brady says Jim Carrey. Okay, so the obvious choice was Jim Carrey for that reason right there. And I didn't not pick Jim Carrey because I was trying to be, you know, sneaky. Halloween or trick-or-treating is about the costume, not the performance. You don't you don't go up, you know, you don't typically have to perform to get your candy. You don't have to go up and do an impersonation. You don't have to, you know... Jim Carrey would be a lot of fun. Possibly more fun to go into a haunted house with. Maybe hang out with in general. But it's all about the costumes and the outfits. And that goes to Mr. Elton John. I even wrote outfits, costumes underneath of it. All right. Valid points, one and all. So Todd gets the point. Five to two is our score. All right. We will go to seven. Seven is our uh, number, and then we will bet. All right. As we do in all of our games. Yep. I'm going to go back yeah. to female on this one. Female. All right. Christina Aguilera or Gwen Stefani? Christina Aguilera or Gwen Stefani? Now, just so we remember, Brady, it's your turn to write. <laughs> Brady, who would you rather have as your personal trainer, Christina Aguilera or Gwen Stefani? Um, you got it written? I do. All right. All right. Todd? I think Brady picked Gwen Stefani. Because... Now, I haven't seen Christina Aguilera in a while, so I, I, and so I'm having a hard time telling her age, like remembering about how old she is. But I know, I know that uh, Gwen Stefani's a, a, a good bit older, and um, I, I know she still looks very young and fit. Um, so I'm assuming that she knows something about aging and staying in shape, and so I think she would make a good trainer. All right, Brady, who'd you pick? No doubt about this answer. <laughs> when, when Stefani. Yeah, I when I finally get when I saw No Doubt back in the day. That's one of the few concerts where I kind of felt like almost shrieking like a like in the Beatles, needed back in Beatlemania, like yeah, I kind of had a thing for well, I, and I love the band too. She's talented. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah definitely Mar- Gwen multi-talent but it, it always see and i always talk about how amazing it is that she doesn't age oh she doesn't and you know and, and she's so normal she's so and again normal. that's not a knock i don't want to make it sound like i don't i haven't yeah. seen christine aguilar in a long time maybe she's aging well too maybe maybe not i don't know all right <laughs> mr heron gwen no doubt indeed all right so todd got the points it was a two-pointer correct 
now we bet. So here, Todd, you're in the lead, so you can choose. That's how we'll do this final round. You can choose to either guess initially. You can write down your answer, or you can guess what Brady would say. So you choose. I think I will guess. Okay, so I'll write down guess. my answer. I'll you write will write down, down your answer. Okay. So then you get to choose male or female. Do we got to say how much we're betting? How do we do this? You, you have to write how much you're betting. I forget how many points I have. Three. Uh, it's seven to three. And you have to bet at least half. 1.5. Yeah. I'm going to bet. Never mind. No, just write your bet can, down. Can we bet oh, yeah. half points? No. Whole numbers only. Okay. All right, nearest uh, nearest whole number to the half. So, Todd, you would have to bet at least four. Brady would have to bet at least two. I'm going to go guys. All right, male. Two males in this scenario are Dave Chappelle or Joe Jonas. <laughs> Dave Chappelle or Joe Jonas. All right, Todd, who would you rather read you a bedtime story? Dave Chappelle or Joe Jonas? Who would you rather read you a bedtime story? Dave Chappelle or Joe Jonas? Okay, Brady. First of all, how many points did you uh, bet? Two. Two? Okay. Who do you think Todd picked? I know Todd's love of Dave Chappelle skits. And um, I think he would want Dave to turn these um, up on the story. <laughs> so um, I am going to say Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Todd? Who'd you pick? I actually, I picked Jonas. <laughs> I didn't um, do that. <laughs> be, but I, but I think, I think, I think my reasoning is that you're right. I do love Dave Chappelle comedy and I think he's hilarious and I like, I loved his show, but he is not known for having a very soothing, smooth, buttery voice. Dalton. And if someone is reading me a bedtime story, with the point of putting me to sleep, I would not have picked Dave Chappelle because, first off, I would be too busy laughing at him to go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep, so I picked, bitch. <laughs> I, picked, I picked Joe Jonas because I think he would lull me to sleep with his smooth voice. His soothing, he's a singer. Yeah, he's, yo, right. you and he's. And I picked four, four points. points. Or I bet four points. All right. 
that make sense, Brady? I wasn't trying to play oh, yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I was debating that same thing. Like, would he be laughing too hard to go to sleep yeah. in the story? And, you know, if you'd had a couple body shots off Joe Jonas, you're probably going to be able to strike <laughs> <Right>. anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that is the, uh, the hook of this game. You have to try to figure out what the other person's reasoning is, not just based upon the people in the card. So, yeah. Uh, Could have indeed gone both ways. So our final score, Todd 11, Brady 1. Gosh. <laughs> I'm going to roll lately, Brady. What's, what's you, happening, man? You are. Brady, Brady's lost his mojo. I mean, a swamp. all right I want to remind you again visit our website Uh, if you want to find out what our isms are what what some of these words we use what are we talking about you can go to our website www.playbyyourpodcast.com also want to remind you that the audio version of this show will come out Friday morning at 3am and uh, will be found on most all podcast platforms that you find audio podcasts on. Uh, you can also find them on our website as well, some of those links. Uh, those appear, actually, the video and the audio podcast appear on the top of every one of our pages on our website, so not hard to find at all. Uh, you can just go there and, and find them and, and listen to them from there if you like. Uh, but if you have a particular podcast platform you listen to, we're on basically most any of them that you uh, might choose to use. So, uh, check that out. Like I said, that'll come out Friday morning, 3 a.m. Gentlemen, good show. Thank you very much. Gentlemen, Schmittleman. Gentlemen, Schmittleman. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yes, indeed. Take us out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.